Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hockey fans, if you'd like a copy of my new book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to flankerpress.com. If you'd like a personalized copy for $25 plus shipping, email me at terryryan2020 at gmail.com. That's terryryan2020 at gmail.com. With TR, episode 121A, I'm your host, Terry Ryan Jr. Good to be with y'all. Once again, on this beautiful September day in Newfoundland. September is probably my favorite month in Newfoundland. Um, seasons tend to come late, so we uh, we, we uh, spill off the summer weather. Even October, it's like nice right into October here. As opposed to the spring, it's often the weather is crazy because of the icebergs and whatnot. We get a lot of fog in St. John's, but not so much in the fall, I've noticed. I'm no meteorologist, by the way. Just my subjective viewpoint growing up in Mount Pearl and still living here. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's it's some nice weather, and it's the start. Of, it symbolizes to me the start of the school year. I never looked at that as a bad thing, even as a kid. I think it's an only child thing, but a lot of people are like, "Oh man, back to school." But I always, yeah, it was always like subconsciously a, a happy time for me. Now we get into school, and there was some days that sucked, and you know, I'm not going to say I loved every assignment. I wasn't sitting there like that. One kid in school constantly raising my hand. I know the answer. I know the answer. It wasn't one of those. 
did well at school, enjoyed. My favorite part was maybe we all got given a project and like making groups and like doing it together. That was never really boring for me. But again, I'm an only child. So I think I needed that social part, you know? So school to me was like almost like a, a family that hockey would come to be really. Being in that you see the people, your peers every day. But I liked it, and we get good weather, and it also marks the start of the hockey season, baseball playoffs, right? The best thing I love about baseball is the playoffs. And hockey, probably that too, but, you know, I follow hockey the most, so I know the most. I mean, I, I probably follow football, you know, gambling every Sunday, not a lot now, but I always put some money on a game or two or five, um, get a pro-line ticket or whatever. Uh, so... You know, you, you you tend to know a lot about sports that would, that you start gambling on, but not close to hockey growing up with it. You know, I I can't draw up a football play. I know the players. I look at all the experts, listen to, you know, what their thoughts are. There's ways to gamble without knowing the intricacies of every play. Um, I'm getting there, but with hockey, you know, you just, it's just, it's osmosis. You grow up and you just know every smell, every sight, sound, reaction. You know, every movement, the vernacular, the culture, and it's just so much that is inherently in you. And you don't really realize, but so when camp comes, like I'm not excited for the NFL camp. It's just purely when game starts. But I haven't been through camp as a player, as a player, and, you know, being part of the hockey world and mean, meaning so much to me. And there is a side that's, mental that you know there's a lot of mental adversity i'll get into that with my guest in a couple days brandon the great brandon nolan of shorzy fame of uh carolina hurricane fame of the three nolans hockey clinics fame um pretty much everybody i mean he was a guest of mine probably uh what six seven no oh, probably a year ago almost we were shooting shorzy but uh i like to have people on twice you know, because at least because the first time I tend to like just my instincts go from because I figure people that are on the other end being you guys I'm talking to right now. You know, most listeners probably don't know. You know, a whole lot about who I have on, even if it's somebody, quote unquote, famous. Right. A lot of Shorzy fans. Um, would Would know Brandon Nolan from being one of the gyms, but maybe not a lot about him. Same thing as the hockey places that he played, South Carolina, Oshawa, Carolina, Hurricanes for a bit. He would have played a lot longer if he didn't have the, the concussions. But um, you play hard, you may get injured. But like like I often say, once an NHLer, always an ex-NHLer. Uh, that's Ken Dryden's quote, but uh, I've always liked to frame it that way because I would have liked to play a lot more games, right? But... Uh, Brandon's a great guy with an intriguing story. And I remember talking with him years or years ago, a year ago. And, you know, there's a lot of mental adversity in hockey, but we, we like to like some people thrive off it. Some people don't, but my experience in the game, as you can tell, even with all the disappointment, it's totally worth it. Right. Some people probably wouldn't be, but it's totally worth it. Um, so getting back to 
man, I fucking ramble a lot. Getting back to what I was originally trying to spit out of this fucking <clears throat> weathered mouth was uh, that, you know, camp comes along and I get a bit excited. It, 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 it not a, it has anything to do as a player, but maybe like it, it's in my mind from being a player. But, you know, listening to the shows and watching the highlights and, you know, hearing the storylines and the trades and, you know, who's going to show up to this. You know, in the red, by the way, P.K. Subban, Zdeno Chara, Keith Yandel retired yesterday. That's always not the best news, but it's in my mind, you know, it's a celebration of their careers. So congrats, guys. I know neither one of you listen to this or likely don't. But uh, three exceptional, exceptional careers. And uh, I guess... So anyway, I'm, I'm I'm excited. It's a great time of year, fucking September there. It's nice weather. Uh, St. John's, like I like going back to school and hockey's starting there. And now I guess football's getting into full gear. So summer's awesome. I don't like the weather in the winter, but there are a lot of nice things about what, what happens at this particular time of year. Anyway, I guess it's a hockey fucking show, isn't it? So I should shed some light on that. Each player, and you think, Subban is a Norris trophy, right? And for a while, think about how good he was. It's like Wade Redden. Don't, I hope people don't have recency bias in the way you judge PK Subban because, I mean, what did he have last year? 22 points. You know, it's a pale comparison to what he was at his, in his prime. He didn't rush with the puck anymore last couple of years, you know. Um, and, you know, he's got a lot more that he could, you know, he's going to give a lot off the ice. He's got a fiery personality and 33 is early, but, you know, I he had a great career. Uh, Keith Yandel, you know, everybody will remember the, the most thing that I will remember is the Ironman streak of almost a thousand games, man. He played over 900 games in a row in hockey. Fuck, man, that's insane. Uh, so he's to be celebrated. But um, of the three, I think the only and, and Hall of Famer is Chara. Now, Norris, I, w- I would bet that most Norris Trophy winners are in the Hall of Fame. And Keith Yandel has had a fucking career that sometimes has landed him on the All-Star team. He's worn a letter for a big part of his career. 900 and something games in a row. Nothing to sniff at, man. That's crazy. It's one of the best records in all of hockey. But Hall of Fame, no. Sorry. And uh, just my judgment, I don't think Subban or Yandler are a Hall of Famer, but I think Chara put him in tomorrow. He'll be an early ballot Hall of Famer. And uh, if, if you want to know my reasoning, just impact, man. Impact on, on, on the league. And I'm, I'm sorry, he's, he's just a better player than the other two, I think. You know, when you talk about his Stanley Cup and the role that he played in it. And, um, remember he wore that. He fucking broke his jaw, didn't he? I seem to remember him with like a guard around his jaw. Like I think he broke his jaw in the playoffs. One of those years he did. It could have been when they won the cup. Um, if you care enough about it, look into it. I'm not going to do it right now. Uh, but anyway, and that has nothing to do with the Hall of Fame. You know, an all-star for all those years. I mean, 45 years old. The accolades, the games played, the the points, the championships um the olympics not that he won any of them i don't think but just you know to play and to dominate and to be such a great leader necessarily leadership doesn't necessarily just get you in the hall of fame he could get in on his stats alone and all-star appearances cup and all that placement in the game and 
or where he, you know, up for the Norris Trophy. How many years? I'm not sure how many he has. But to me, Chara stands out amongst the three. Um, and, you know, Subban's had a great career. Yandel, think about it in their 30s. I know Subban's 33. Well, think about it. Chara played another 12 years after that. God damn. If nothing else, man, that's a lot to be respected. But good luck to each of them. Um, all three fellas, I don't really know. I came across Chara. He would never remember me, I wouldn't think. But he actually played in the Western Hockey League. A lot of people don't realize that either. And at first, not not with me, mind you, he played for Prince George. But big guy, if you, if you type in Jadeno Chara, WHL, in your Google or YouTube search, I think you will find an awkward-looking, Bambi-like, skinny, gazelle-like, I guess, looking hockey player that looked awkward. But um, And when I first heard about him in the WHL, being 97, I guess it was my last year, I was in Red Deer. I missed most of that year, and I didn't get in any fights. Um, I had a concussion. I was in Montreal. I shouldn't say I missed it. I was... I, I was dealing with post-concussion syndrome, but I'm not even really sure a lot of people knew it because I was in Montreal. Well, they did, but I mean, and they were like, you know, for all of the above, for reasons being, um, you know, you don't have much left to prove individually in junior. Your team's in last place. We'd love to have you practice in the NHL, learn up here. There's great people up here like Mark Recchi and Stefan Quintal and so on that you can learn from how to be a pro. So, you know, I was dealing with post-concussion, but I was practicing. Every, so, and, and I could do that. Some people, like, there's levels of post-concussion. Right? It wasn't a great time, but it, it was probably fortunate that I practiced with the Habs rather than go back to junior because people would have been in my face. I would have definitely dropped the gloves, taken hits. So as I was learning in Montreal through practice, it was also a bit of a rest. So when I went back, finally, they they sent me back at the deadline to Red Deer, as most of you know, and uh, put up a lot of points and goals. It was great for my confidence, and for my mental well-being at the time as a player as, and a person. But uh, I didn't get in any, any fights. I don't even think I had any penalty minutes. If I, if I don't fight, I'm not one to be taking a lot of minors, you know? So, you know, I'd heard of Chara. We played them once they weren't in our division and he i don't remember much about it other than you know people sending us game tapes because we would send around vcrs and everything at the time vc or sorry vhs tapes play them in our vcrs and you know i saw this chara guy just getting in fights just dummy and guys but that's all i really noticed was this big dude i didn't realize that he was such a good defenseman, and to be honest, I don't know if he even became a, a great defenseman, I should say great, a great defenseman until it, well into his NHL career. He was still, like a lot of people are, everybody develops, but you know, you're probably going to see um, Shane Wright, or no, Shane didn't go first, that kid did to Montreal, but uh, let's just say Shane Wright, you know, a high draft pick, Um went fourth right to Seattle. And he's going to improve a lot, but you will probably see a version of him that's going to be close to the version that he will improve into. Like Jack Eichel, you know? I don't love the guy as a player. or As a player, I do. He rubs me wrong with some of his quotes. But but anyway, you know, he, he, he had to come into his own. He improved a lot. 
I don't know why my mind went right to him, but it did. And when he came into the league, you know, you you could see that it was a little bit rough around the edges. But what he is now is not too far removed from what he was. He just needed to gain confidence. Well, honestly, Chara, when he, like, there's a big difference when he came into the league and when he was at his prime. It's almost like a different player. Like, he became pretty good. You know, his shot's over 100 miles an hour. So I know that coaches wanted it to get there and wanted him to be on the power play. But... I'm not really sure everybody at the beginning knew that he would be. They hoped, whereas a guy like, I don't know, think Vincent Cavalier or Crosby or I don't know, anybody, even Jerome McGinley, um, you know, even though Jerome was rough around the edges as well, you knew right away he was going to be on the power play. You knew all that stuff. How good they're going to do with their career, we're not really sure. But with Chara, man, I don't know. Like when I first saw him, I don't know that anybody was thinking this guy's going to like quarterback a power play. But he ended up doing it and uh, playing so long. I don't know him at all, but uh, I know guys that played with and against him and say that, you know, he's just the ultimate pro. Everything you hear about him, he's always, the, you know, and these guys, they work hard off the ice, like real hard and not just like riding the bike after practice. Although I heard he was an animal at after practice work. Uh, but, um, what you put in their bodies, you know, diet is a big thing, how you treat your body. And uh, I got to be honest, we weren't all the best at that, right? We weren't all the best at that in the, in the mid to late 90s. Um, and you, 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 I guess you follow by example. And that's just the way it was. I'm not knocking any of the older players, but I mean, you know, I go to my camp. First camp I spent was with Lyle Odelai. And Odie was just fucking, you know, Go, go hard off the ice, go hard on it, and work hard. And if you can't fucking handle it, then don't fucking come out with us for dinner and beers, you know? Just, But he could pull it off, and most guys could. Most most guys, you know, you, you'd find that line of how, how much to go out with the boys. And, you know, it wasn't always clubs. They, to be honest, it was rarely these dance clubs or anything. But we always went out for meals and beers, no matter what team I was on. And, you know, so by the time you're done your meal, you're half fucking gassed, right? That That, that happened a lot. Um, but you, it was more of a team thing too. At least in my mind, it was in a lot of guys, like, you know, some people you hear go off the rails, but you generally, they, they go into their own little cocoon. That's how, that's a sign of it. But you, for the most part, and I rarely saw that even, I landed on some teams with some guys who like to party, like to have fun. But even when I say quote unquote party back then, it was often like, let's go to, you know, a steakhouse grab steak, a few beers, like we might make it to a pub like Greensleeves or some shit, say in Newfoundland afterwards and see some live music. But most of my drinking went on and, and you know, socializing. It wasn't always drinking. But no weed, whereas now I smoke weed every day. But back then, not at all. I considered it like athletes don't smoke weed. So it was just part of the culture, man. We drank at least a beer almost I'd say five times a week, man. However often we went out to dinner together, which was every goddamn night, and had a good time. And things have changed. You know, the game has adapted. That's just what everybody did. I'm not putting down the leaders I played with or Lilo line. That's what people did. And there's still a little streak of that here and there. You know, I've, I've heard I don't want to put anybody under the gun because people listen to my podcast, and uh, I guess I can direct traffic in a way, in a small way, so to speak. You know, I'm not going to put anybody on the spot, but, you know, it still happens. But guys aren't out as much. It's more about your body and the 
not even the longevity. I think just how great of a player I could be. Like, Chara took care of his body and lasted a long time. But now I think guys coming out, maybe it's why there's so many goalie injuries. I think we got into a little while ago. Is that, you know, you're so many plyometrics and the body and it's, it's, people treat it well from the perspective of like not drinking and abusing it, dehydrating it. Um, you know, having to deal with a hangover or, or even, you know, some of the food that we would eat, you know, not big into fast food, but every week back then I would have, you know, some kind of combo, whether it was McDonald's or A&W or Burger King, you know, it wasn't completely off the radar. Now I think it would be completely off the radar. Maybe I'm wrong, but it seems to me now that you got to train hard and diet's real important as it always was and should be, but now more than ever. And I think guys burn themselves out, right? Like, Sid Crosby's probably the anomaly. He's going a long time working that hard off the ice. But a lot of guys that I've trained with or I trained, you know, um, to, a, to a degree, I trained some kids in the offseason every year that go away. And uh, I, I find, yeah, man, they go real hard. It's about explosive power. It's about, you know, hitting that prime. When you're in the prime of your career, as a hockey player, I think, you know, you want to be in peak physical shape. And I think working, so you often pull muscles and get injured that way, you know, like Bill Kessel's lasted a long time. He might break the Iron Man. We just spoke at the end. He might break that this year. But, you know, I don't think he <laughs> trains the hardest. And I'm not saying not to train. I just think Chara did it so long. Diet was a huge part of it. Um, and I guess people are training so hard now off the ice that I think when they're in their prime, they're probably more explosive than a player of similar stature a generation before them. Whether that's good or bad, I don't really know. I'm just saying that we didn't really think about it as much. It was like, go to the rink, do your thing. Of course, we got to train. We all, weight rooms and stuff, they existed just wasn't as specialized back then and um you know here i am talking about chara like he's from that era fuck who's left anybody chara's from that era like as i say this he was in the nhl he was an nhl player until yesterday i can't imagine like still playing in the league from like when i think of those memories of going to camp as an 18 19 year old I got to be honest, people say time flies. In some ways it does, but in some ways it seems like 300 years ago. You know what I mean? Like getting off and cutting off my wood stick to shave down the top. And I used to cut the end off of the bottom, give me a shorter blade, you know, going in and figuring out what gear to wear because, you know, there's tough guys out there. Maybe I'll have a little bit extra in the, in the arms. Even the jerseys we wore were fucking heavy. Right? It was. I mean, think about it. You, you, the game is built for speed, and we're going around with these heavy lumberjack wood sticks and a jersey that was way too big. Everybody wore a big jersey that was heavy. And what were people thinking? You know, big wool socks too that we used to wear. You think I'm talking about 1920? I mean, the fact that it was only 20 years ago, I can't believe. In my mind, it seems so so fucking long ago. But I've had a lot of things happen. In my life, in a way, yes, of course, time flies. Everybody in their 40s, like myself, probably says, oh, man, I can't believe it. Like, time's really flying. But 
I don't think people get used to it. On, on the subject of time, think about it. Every fucking year when the summer's over and it just ended and people went back to school, oh, I can't believe summer went by so fast. And now, in three months from now, it's going to be Christmas. Right? One, two, yeah. Almost exactly three months from now. And guaranteed we'll get there. And most people will say, if not all that I know that comment at all, will say, oh, man, Christmas is here. Where does the time go? It goes so fast. But no one ever says, fuck, man, that took a long time for Christmas to come. So if everybody says one and no one says the other, I'm thinking we just got to adjust our expectations of time. Like, yeah, it's here again, guys. It's not three months isn't a long time. Oh, it's snowing now. And just a few months ago, it was I was swimming in the river. Yeah, that's time. That's the earth. That's the way it works. I'm I maybe it's just me, but I'm desensitized to that because I said to myself a little while ago. You rarely hear someone say, oh, man, look at little Sally. She's five. That took a while. It's always like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Little Sally's five. First day of school. This is incredible. It's unbelievable. Well, maybe it's not so unbelievable. If everybody says the same thing, maybe it's not. <laughs> a am I upset? It sounds like it. It sounds like I'm on some kind of a rant. It's more of just a realization that I never really thought of before. But yeah, I, I strongly think that we as a race, at least the people that I talk to, should rethink the way that we our expectations of time, because for everybody, it seems to fly. And, uh, you know, eventually you just got to say, time goes by shorter than I thought originally. Maybe. Anyway, that's my thoughts on that. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With bigger payouts than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day, all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Lately, I've been listening to a ton of hockey podcasts to get me ready for the upcoming NHL season, and it's been great. One reason it's been great to listen to? because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me. Raycons give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life, which I find is perfect for tuning out distractions at work. Raycons are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. I personally love Raycon's noise isolation mode that blocks out the sounds around me. Bass boost for hard-hitting music and balanced for podcasts. Go to buyraycon.com THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com THPN. 
So I have a little anecdote to tell you. And it's, this happened to me two days ago and I can't get it out of my mind no matter what. No matter what, I cannot get it out of my mind. So I went and ordered a coffee. I don't even want to say what place. I would, but, you know, it's probably going to be bad business for them. I ordered the coffee. I, I drank it. And I ordered one of these pumpkin spice things. Now, mind you, I've never, ever had a pumpkin spice in my life, ever. I don't love pumpkins. Pumpkin pie tastes okay. Other than that, one day a year Halloween where I might have to carve one out, I don't have much of a relationship with pumpkins. Right? It's Halloween. It's usually the time of year for pumpkin pie. And I, I might go five years without having pumpkin pie. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I know what it tastes like. Other than that, I don't know what I don't know what a pumpkin tastes like. Pumpkin pie doesn't is not the color, at least in my world. It's not orange like a pumpkin. So I'm thinking a lot of stuff happens. And it doesn't taste like or the texture doesn't taste like I'm eating a pumpkin. So I mean You know what? After this, I'll go to I like to teach myself how to make something once in a while. I'm gonna see how to make pumpkin pie. And again, I'm impartial. It's kind of good. I'm not I don't have a sweet tooth. But maybe I'll figure out how to make pumpkin pie. Um, anyway, fuck do I ramble. Anyway, yes, so I don't have much of a relationship with tasting pumpkin. So it intrigued me more than anything. I was just sitting there. I'm like, what am I going to get? Usually I just get a regular coffee. It's fine. It continues to be my drink of choice in the morning. And orange juice, water, regular coffee. Um I'm wound up, so I get half decaf, right? And then any more of the day, I get decaf. So I'm used to having it in my hand. But anyway, um, that's why I ordered the fucking pumpkin spice latte. I never get a latte either. I don't even know what a latte is. I just ordered it. So I get it, and I lay it down at a table. Okay, now... I go outside. So the other, how do I say this without, I, I, I don't know. The, the, the guy that sat down looked homeless, I guess you could say, that sat down at the other end of the table with me. There's nothing, I, I didn't get up or anything. Maybe he wasn't, but it seemed to me that the guy had a bit of hard luck. Fair enough, though. We had a conversation and didn't, it didn't fucking bother me. In, in fact, it felt, made me feel quite at home. But the, the drink was tasting weird. And I get home. wasn't that far of a drive. So I come home and I still got it with me. And I'm like, fuck, man. I get towards the bottom of it. I'm like, this does taste a bit weird. Not quite funky, but kind of funky. Almost funky. So I take the lid off. I had done this at this point. And you know, there's and they, the fucking pumpkin spice thing got a had a bit of whipped cream on it. So there's some stuff at the bottom that at first alarms me. I'm like, what the fuck is this white? And then I'm like, oh, it's a pumpkin spice latte with whipped cream. But then in the whipped cream, and again, this is towards the very bottom. So there's not even that much. It's just like a, it's slosh with some brown that's surrounded with, 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 with the whipped cream. But there's a color in there. And I'm like, what would be in there? And it looks like a, almost like a sprinkle on a donut. 
Okay, so I go and I reach in. At this point, I'm not going to have any more sips of the coffee. So I grab the obstruction out, and it's a little part of a wrapper, okay, which is curious now. It's not the full wrapper, and it's like a, you know, like a, a Hershey's Kiss. That's a, it wasn't a Hershey's Kiss, but it was that kind of, like, small foil, like a Lindor um chocolate something like that like what like a box of chocolates whatever it would be wrapped in it's that kind of foil but it's clearly not the full wrapper so it's a lot to unpack and now i'm like oh and it tastes funky and there's something in there i don't know what it is so i fucking puke like it and i don't i just i think about the situation i had it's years the last time i had to run to the bathroom to puke like i don't know man we're, we're going back decades. I remember it happening in fucking Mary Queen of the World when I was in junior high during the fucking, we had to say the uh, Our Father every morning. Schools here were denominational, separated by religion back in the day. And uh, yeah, it sounds crazy, but it, that, that's the way it was. So every morning we had to get up and sing or, or do uh, the Our Father and sit down and they'd say, okay, let's begin. So during the Our Father, man, I was like, Jesus, I was like woozy. Something had happened. I think looking back, it was food poisoning. But I tried to run to the bathroom, and I puked right over it. Like three students, and, and their shit, like their their book bags and stuff, like right onto the ground. It was one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. And anyway, it was like that. That's what came to mind. So I ran to the fucking bathroom. I'm at home now at this point. I puke up my guts just thinking of this, thinking of this. And like it, it hurt my stomach because I hadn't eaten a, a lot at all. But... I have no choice. Like I, my abs are hurting. I'm puking so much because I'm thinking about the taste and like whatever was in there. And I go back I, after this half hour session of absolute gut wrenching fucking vomit. I come out. Fuck Jesus Christ. I shower and everything, man. I brush my teeth. I wash the clothes that I was in. I'm, I'm disgusted, but I puke that much that I want nothing else associated with that memory or that situation. But I come back out and now I got to get the cup off. And I look down and it's but that little wrappers there. And it didn't taste. So I go back and I get another one because I want to know what the, I'm like, I, this, I can't get this out of my mind. I almost want at this point. No, I almost, I do want, I want it to taste just like the first one did, even though it wasn't that great. But then I can say, okay, just something got lost. Some, some whatever. It could be anything. It could be just a freak of nature. The, the little tiny slit through my coffee. Something could have blown in there. Um, I don't know. Someone, it, it, it could have just found its way in there somehow with the dust. Because it's small. We're talking like a quarter of the size of my, the top of my index finger. Right? It's small. Enough to notice though. And it's like blue and gold. I, I didn't know what it was. Anyway. So I get the second one. And it tastes great. And now I'm kind of, but the, the more I drink and it tastes fucking awesome, I'm like, I don't mind pumpkin spice latte, but whatever I had the other day wasn't it. Okay, it wasn't it. <laughs> it was part of it, but it wasn't. And then I thought about it. And for a second when I was outside, I went over to the car because I normally, I have a thermos that I normally put my coffee in just because it lasts a little bit longer. Even if I'm not, not at work or anything, I carry this. Around. So it was in the car at the time, you know, of, of the funky drink. So I did go over. And when I got over 
to grab it out of the car on this particular day, I realized I'd left it at home. So I went back to the table. So what I'm saying is that there's a dude sitting at the table with me that looked homeless. And again, he seemed like a good guy. And I don't want to fucking pigeonhole these homeless people or what's the word? Or to play on my stereotype of them in that they would probably have a sip of a hot drink. If, and I'm not either. And, and if he did have a sip, fuck it, I would have bought him one. But all I know is that there's something in the coffee and it tasted funky, almost funky anyway. It didn't taste fully like the pumpkin lace, lace or p- pumpkin spice latte I had the next day, which tasted fucking great. And I know that not to leave, much like when you go to the airport, don't let your baggage out of your fucking sight. I know that once you order a drink like that, that's open top, open mouth, and you're sitting with someone that doesn't look like they look like buddy look let me say this the only reason i'm saying homeless is because it looked like he hadn't showered in fucking weeks and he smelled a bit but everything else about him didn't it was a weird situation like he was wearing a tommy hilfiger coat um his shoes looked rather new he was wearing vans the, the, the pants looked like he slept in them for fucking three months so i couldn't put it together either this guy was homeless or he could have been kicked out of his house going through a hard time with his wife or husband or significant other or whatever the fuck but there's just a lot to unpack and all i can think is that this guy who smells nice enough guy but what was he doing even sitting at the table he didn't have a coffee you know he didn't have anything he was just sitting there talking and he came over as i was he was second to the table He was sitting there, then he got up, and when I came and actually sat down, he wasn't there. He came back, right? So now what would you think? I'd gone to the – so in my mind, I can't get – I can't get over this. My fucking – my – like, have you ever had that? Like something that you just can't – you can't stop thinking about. Almost like, you know, not in the same way, but like I often talk about, like the feeling of heartache if you break up with somebody or, I don't know, you get cut from a team or – and you can't stop thinking about, oh, man, like you don't want to, but it's just such a part of what's going on in your brain and the brain activity that it's just in every thought. Well, I can't get that thought. But it, but at least there you're moving on. I can talk of a breakup. Okay, but I'm moving on, right? Or, or a hockey team I didn't make, but then I joined another one. And it's not like this lasting thing that, like, I don't know what I drank. And clearly, you know, a lot of days have gone by, so... I'm not a, I didn't get food poisoning. I don't know. I'm, I'm seem to be fine. I'm healthy. So it's not like I'm worried about my health. Cause I'm not, I just can't get that fucking taste out of my mind. And I, I don't know what kind of wrapper was in there or how it made its way in. I don't know. You would have to think whoever made the coffee, but I don't know. So I'm not blaming this dude who hadn't showered and had no reason to be at the table. But it is curious. Does your mind not go there? Does your mind not go there? So anyway, I don't know what the fuck was up. And I, the second after I finished the second coffee, I went out to my car and did a couple of those cameos. And uh, everybody, by the way, I've done 60-something now in a few months. So thank you to all the, the uh, Shoresy and chiclets fans because it's it's mostly that and uh anyway 
And I don't mind doing them. I have a coffee, sit back, uh, half of a joint, and I write them out. And I like to try to do a decent job. So, you know, it takes me a while to write them. And I have my coffee. And anyway, I love this pumpkin spice latte. And I went in to say to the girl. So I went back in and I said, look, I absolutely love this. She said, yes. I said, no, I mean it. I loved it. And she said, well, isn't that the point? I said, well, it would be the point. And it you know, normally is the point. But today it wasn't the point. I was hoping that it was going to take uh, taste almost funky. And then I told her the story. And she said, not only have I never seen a rapper like that, we don't have anything here. Blue and gold. And we don't have anything here at this particular place that comes in a wrap like that. So, I don't know. I have no answers. I probably won't get any. But I can't get out of my mind the thought of sipping that drink. And not only sipping it and then going, oh, the fuck that. I kept drinking it because I hadn't had a pumpkin spice latte. I don't so it could be anything, man. It could be anything. But he could have been fucking stirring it with his fucking dirty smelly hands, man. I don't know. Something could someone could have been pissed off in the store. Someone could not like Shorzy. So I think of my personality, man. I'd like to think that most people I come across can have a conversation. I'm cordial. I'm, I'd like to think that. We have an interesting time or whatever, but I go downtown, I have beers. I don't know, like the, my positive or energy, or whatever, that can quickly turn into loud, obnoxious fucking dude talking about something he doesn't know what he's talking about, right? That can quickly turn into that. I mean, I'd like to think it's few and far between, but I don't know what other people think, right? I'm a polarizing personality. Even if you're a Leafs fan, there's, there's lots of Leafs fans that hate the Habs and I'm associated with the Habs. It could be anything. A lot of people don't like me. So I'm thinking, could it be that? Because if I didn't like someone, I was bold enough. I can't say I would. I really wouldn't spit in someone's drink. I wouldn't do that. But I really wouldn't. I know I wouldn't do that. But I can totally see someone that would. So if you've, you're back there, picture this. you fucking something. You don't like me. It could be anything. It could be my daughter beat your daughter out for a fucking spot on the soccer team. It could be that I punched you in the face in fucking grade school. It could be that you just don't like my fucking cut of my jib, right? A lot of people don't, um, which is fine. I'm here to fucking impress everybody. But when you're making my drink, it does kind of matter. And maybe it was just that. I mean, think about it. Someone back there that was making a drink would never have any power over my life. And if they hated me enough, when they do, they're probably thinking, you know what? Look at that fucking guy. Like, I'll never be in a position. Like, I don't want to fight him. I don't want to fucking try to call him out because he might say something to embarrass me. How am I going to do this? Right? I could make up a fucking name online, hide behind some fucking profile that's not me and carve him up. Or I could right now take my dick and stir his fucking drink with it. Right? That almost made me sick to say that. That's the first time. Because I don't think anybody did that. And it didn't taste like, well, how would I know what dick tastes like? But it was funky like that. Like there was something funky about it. Like, like I don't want to say human sweat. But if I had to pick, if I only had two choices and one was human sweat and one was blueberries it tasted more like human sweat 
just something off, something living even, something, I don't know. I don't know. Like, whether it was like, fuck, I don't know, porcupine guts or human sweat or dirt from under somebody's nails. I don't know. It felt like it came from something living. I, I don't. It could have been grease from a fucking pan. I don't know. Hopefully it was some kind of food, but something was amiss and it wasn't lack of an ingredient. Something like I laugh, but if some dude stirred his drink with, with stirred my drink with his dick or like spit in it or took a rag, maybe even and like rinsed the rag into it, something, something was amiss and I'll never find out what it was and I can't enjoy a meal. Yesterday, last night, my favorite meal in the world. I don't eat it a lot because I don't eat a lot of fucking carbs. I put on a lot of weight easy. I intermittent fast for the most part. And then I have, you know, and I'm. Yeah, it's just I, I love pasta. OK, I love it. And my favorite pasta is tortellini and rosé sauce. I just I I love it and I eat it so much. I'm like addicted and I put on like fucking 20 pounds inside of two weeks for a joke, man. It's nuts, nuts. But I love it. So I said, you know, I'm going to make my favorite meal. It's easy to make, too. So um, I made it for myself last night, and I didn't enjoy it as much. Not saying I didn't enjoy it, but with each fucking bite of my tortellini rosé, with each bite, like 5% in my head was that putrid whatever was added to my pumpkin spice drink. Put it this way, nothing was subtracted. It's not like, because now that I tasted the good pumpkin, pumpkin spice drink, great, I must say. Um, now I knew that the first one, it, it wasn't like a lack of something in the pumpkin spice. Like it, the pumpkin spice taste was there, but there was another very, very powerful taste. What it was, I, I don't fucking know. I guess that's the whole point of what I'm saying. So the story, in one hand, is intriguing, I, I guess, from my perspective, from yours. I'm sure people tuned out. I'm sure hundreds of people, if not thousands, already tuned out. But, and I mean, what what is really the point of it? Because I don't have an answer. So I could have just said nothing. Let's just say I'm frustrated. I'm intrigued in all the wrong ways. And... I guess I assume some people can relate. It hasn't happened to me in a while, but I really, and I don't know if I'll get to the bottom of this, but I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Um, I remember once, oh God, this happened more than once, but I, I've taken uh, on, on the bus, like grabbed, grabbed, you know, we all, I don't know, beers, you take beers and you drink them back there and, you know, grab them one that's half full and fucking there's two spit. Ugh. Fuck, man. It was awful. I can't think of anything worse. Right? I can't think of anything worse than maybe close that did the same thing a couple of uh, years ago, the most recent time. Take a big swig of a drink that's sitting outside and you think it's your drink and you're like, ah, fuck, man. There's a cigarette butt in it. Someone was buttoning it. Oh, fuck. And those are disgusting. But I can get over it. It happened and I fucking, sometimes you ever feel like sick to your stomach and you're like, oh, man, I, I got to puke. If I just put that thought in my mind, I puke. Like I was, if I'm on the verge of of drinking the fucking 
It's my go-to. Remember that time you drank the chew spit? The fucking cigarette butt. But still, I can deal with it. It happened. I can deal with it. But not knowing? I don't know, man. This is fucked. And I never will know. I guess it's just going to be it's something that I'm going to have to train my mind. Part of the point here, yeah, is that my like if I can't appreciate and I can't taste the same way my tortellini rosé or like close second is you know, I don't know, what do I like? You know, a good fucking burger. A good burger. Um Sometimes now they're veggie burgers, to be honest. I didn't give up meat altogether. I said it on here before. Few and further between, though. And uh, I think I'm at an age that that probably will benefit me with less red meat. But I do eat it once in a while. And I'll really only make exceptions these days for, uh, like, I'll never have it on pizza again. But uh, for a good Sandman, Tran Sam with in Toronto last week, as I mentioned, he made a good fucking tomahawk steak. There you go. I'm not going to be the guy at the barbecue to go, I'm not, I'm, do you have anything vegan? I don't want any gluten. You know, I'm not that guy. But I'll, I'll partake. But when I'm at home, I generally pick other meats. Fish, for the most part, I'm in a good spot for it, but it's healthiest for you. But, uh, you know, once in a while, like maybe once every couple months, I'll, I'll want a good burger. And I'll either go out and get that. Not at a fast food place. I mean, you know, my favorite right now would be Green Sleeves or Merchant Tavern. Merchant have the Smash Burger. Fuck that. And I will. I will break for that. But uh, but anyway, if I can't, if, if I'm still tasting pumpkin spice coffee, funky, almost funky pumpkin spice coffee when I have even burgers and tortellini and everything, then I don't know. Because all of us, I mean, what is living? You want to you live, you want to have fun, you want to enjoy life. A big part of enjoying life to me is tasting the things that go in my body, right? Isn't that normal? You don't really think of it. People go, well, what do you want to do the rest of your life? Well, I want to travel to Europe. I want to do this. I want to see the pyramids. I want to fucking, I don't know, write a movie. I want to do, you don't actually think, like, I want to actually enjoy my meals forever. Like, you know, that's a huge thing. I mean, think about your day-to-day life. Right, you, you get up in the morning. Like each time that you, I look forward to eating, what what point of the day that is? I haven't eaten yet today. It's fucking two o'clock. Um, you know, I'll eat at supper or whatever. I guess that's what it, intermittent fasting often is for me, right? Because I like the snacking at night. So the whenever I eat the latest, I'll go from there. And sometimes I go like fifteen hours. And apparently that's good for you. I used to think that was bad for you. But any in any case, like, so it's not like all day that I'm eating, but I'm thinking about it. Like, I can't wait right now. I'm going to eat tonight. I'm going to have a wicked fucking salmon, uh, bit of salmon that my buddy caught. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Like, through my mind today, I'll be, how do I want that salmon? You know, do I want to make some pasta with it? Do I want to, you know, have it on a burger, a good salmon burger? Do I want to fucking... Have it with some rice and vegetables, you know, and it goes through my mind and it almost makes me happy looking forward to that because I can't wait. It's going to be something. And But that's all the reason I like eating is because it tastes good in my mouth. It makes me feel good. It sends a message to my brain that my brain looks forward to. And it's not only getting filled up as, as a human, you need the food. It's loving what you're eating. Otherwise, we wouldn't want to do it. We don't often think we might say, you know, I can't wait for 
you know, a, a particular night that we're going to go eat. And, you know, looking, and I am, I'm looking forward to seeing Sandman. I think on Saturday we're going somewhere he's got picked out to eat in Edmonton. But outside of that, I look forward to every day eating. Like I look forward to an egg McMuffin, man. You know, I look forward to Rice Krispies as opposed to just breathing air and drinking water. It's pretty good. Right? So I hope that comes back. Long way to say that I hope I get my regular taste buds. Well, my taste buds are the same, but I hope mentally I can overcome the adversity that my frontal lobe is facing right now due to almost funky coffee, more specifically an almost funky latte from a pretty good place with a possible homeless man having intervened with it. But I'll never know. I will never know. On that note, I just talked about nothing for however long we've been doing this. And uh, I'll say it before. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this podcast that often doesn't have a rhyme, a reason, a plan, or a really substance of explanation. But uh, I hope I can relate to some of you out there. And uh, I enjoy doing it. This has been episode 121A. We're going to have 121B in just a couple days with one of my favorites, Brandon Nolan. So looking forward to that. Folks, if you're out in St. John's and you want to have a go have a beer, check out the Rob Roy. Check out Trinity Pub. Check out TJ's. Check out Bull and Barrel. And check out Greensleeves. And while you're at Greensleeves, Greensleeves is definitely my favorite place for live music. And there's some awesome food there. And uh, speaking of food, check out the Merchant Tavern. Blue on Water, and of course, Wedgwood Cafe, the end of Elizabeth Avenue, and ask for if you're feeling curious, ask for Chef Peter Wedgwood to come tell you a story. One of my good friends just got married, had a great summer for himself, and is in a great place. I love you, Wedge. Thanks for listening. And thank you all for listening to episode 121A of Tales with TR. I will get back to you in just a couple of days with another great guest. Catch y'all on the rebound.